Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Beth and Tyler. On this episode, we discuss the 80s classic, The Goonies. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Join Mikey, Brand, Andy, Mouse, Chunk, Stephanie, Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. And Data. The Goonies, rated PG. Special advance preview, Saturday, June 1st. Tyler, is The Goonies your favorite movie of all time? It absolutely is. And it took me 30-some years to realize it, even though I've loved it and cherished it for decades. While watching it the other week, I realized that this movie brings me joy like no other. And it has all the nostalgia factors, and it's good in every way, performances, story, people involved, all of that. So, yeah, this is my favorite movie without a doubt. So what made you come to that realization? Just watching it for this podcast? Yeah, just rewatching it for the podcast. Um, I had known all this all these years that it was up there, one of my favorite movies ever, but it just brought me pure joy from the moment that the credits started rolling at the at the beginning. And there's just nothing bad about this movie. I mean, we might talk into talk about some things later on that don't quite hold up as much, but mm-hmm. it's pretty flawless. Uh, not the best movie ever, but it's certainly my favorite. All right. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Beth, yes. is this one of your favorites just because Sean Astin's in it? <laughs> um, it's not just because he's in it, but yes, of course, I adore him. But yeah, this has been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid, definitely. Okay, did this start your love affair with Sean Astin? It didn't, no. Um, hmm. Rudy is what started my love affair with him. Never heard of it. Uh, it's a, It's a little... <laughs> Little indie flick. Little yeah. indie. Did you ever get that Rudy Pop? No, I still haven't. Jesus I'm gonna Christ. look for it in Phoenix. They're not gonna oh. have it at Phoenix Fan Fest, dude. <laughs> Fan Fusion. How old were you, Beth, when this movie came out? Um, I was. Oh, shoot. You're like 82, right, Beth? Yeah, 81. Yeah, so she's, came she's out your age, was, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, Beth's too. birthday is 81 in November. 81 of November. You're 81 of May. So you guys are right there. Okay. Happy birthday, Tyler, by the way. Thanks. A few days ago, big yeah. birthday. That's right. 38? One, d- one day ago. Well, I mean, yeah, but this might come out in the future, so we might be talking <laughs> to you from the future. It's it's complicated. It's a lot of walls. I don't know. But happy birthday, dude. Excited? Much, much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Sean Astin, not because of this movie. It's not your favorite because of this movie. Sean. No. Okay. All right, fair enough. But he's wonderful. I mean... <laughs> He is, he is wonderful, <laughs> braces and all. all right, is so this one of your favorite movies, Anthony? It's in there. It's it's in top 20 for sure. Uh, it doesn't make it into the top 10, um, but it is it is top 20. Like you said, it's I have a, a lot of memories of watching this movie as a kid, and then I've appreciated it more as I've gotten older. I think I realized how much I appreciated it in my probably early 20s because there was that time where you just, I don't know. I don't know about you, Tyler. In the teens, you kind of stop watching movies that, you liked when you were a child they were almost not as 
like you can't you're not you can't be like yeah the Goonies are cool when you're 16 you know yeah. at least yeah. me that's how I felt um, so you start watching shit like Demolition Man yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that shitty John Claude Van Damme Dennis Rodman movie we went to go see Double Double or Double Impact Double 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 Impact I think it was <laughs> at the fucking what was the mall the theater? Eldorado is across the from the park mall yeah I almost died hanging I think things from the marquee at that at that theater <laughs> anyways right. um yeah, so I, I think I realized later on how much I really love this movie. But it's in the top 20, for sure. Better late than never. Yeah, man. So we've gone... I, I went to the uh, the Goonies... I, I don't remember if it was the 20th or 25th anniversary hmm. uh, in Astoria when I lived in Seattle with a couple of buddies. That was fun. Um, the story, you know, it's like a... It's a traditional, like, sleepy little town. Mm-hmm. Closes Everything closes on Sunday. It has, like, one main street. It has, like, one grocery store. Cool little town we saw... The Fratellis, you know, we saw the jail, we saw like the school, we of course saw Bran and uh, Mikey's house, um, and then I forget what the beach is called. Um, Cannon Beach. Cannon Beach, but that's you know like twenty five thirty miles away, which is still really mm-hmm. cool though. No, no uh, shack on the beach though. You know, there's no no restaurant. Oh. Maybe it was at one point. I don't know if that was actually filmed on that beach, but there, you know, it's it's a lot of obviously like condos and stuff like that now. Oh, okay. That area is definitely not you know sleepy little town. Yeah, you figure some prime real estate like that, they wouldn't let just, uh, they wouldn't dedicate to a dumpy old shack for Goonies nostalgia. No, man, they, they want to. They would tear it down and build. They want to build a golf course, and they hope you, you never get your balls out of the sand trap. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Troy. <laughs> Fucking Troy's dad, dude. Fuck that guy. <laughs> hey, little fellas. Hey, little guys. Is your is your mommy or your daddy home? <laughs> right? Bring us pampers. Yeah, he went out to get us, get us pampers. Mm. All right, the synopsis. A group of young misfits call themselves the Goonies, discover an ancient map, and set out on a quest to find legendary pirates' long-lost treasure. That's not bad. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I've read some worse, you know, worse uh, synopsis, but this isn't bad. I can get behind it. All right. Any, real quick before we start getting into everything else, do either one of you know the other, I don't know, probably two famous movies that were filmed in Astoria, Astoria, Oregon? I was going to say Washington, sorry. Uh, kindergarten Cop. That's the one I know, yeah. yeah it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that The Shining was filmed in Oregon, or at least parts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stand By Me as well, but I don't think those were Astoria. Nope. So, Free Willy. Oh. And then if you want to say Short Circuit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler has not thought about Short Circuit in 20 years based on what his face just did when I said Short Circuit. <laughs> I think I just beam with pride, you know, beam with joy every time I hear it. I I love that movie. Is and number G- two, Johnny Five is alive, isn't that what it yeah, is? Yes, Johnny Five. Yeah. <laughs> Beth, have you ever seen Short Circuit? Yeah, when I was young, not in probably twenty five years. <laughs> so you 20. saw it when you were like ten. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Kindergarten I grew up Cop. Watching it, but yeah, of course. Okay. I've seen Kindergarten. Underrated Cop. Schwarzenegger movie, by the way. Absolutely. That's so such a good. good movie. So good. Doesn't hold up super well though. I watched it recently. I was like, all right, this doesn't. Uh... Really? Well, at the beginning, he looks like a like a drug addict. He looks like the Terminator before he, before <laughs> he turns into like the teacher. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know if that works. He's got like all the the. It's very very 80s. Uh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So directed by Richard Donner. Best Richard Donner movie, Tyler. I think so. You know, I wondered what he had done. I'd heard his name, obviously connected with this movie, but didn't really know much of his resume. So in, after watching this movie, I went and realized that he did the 1970s Superman movies. Yep. Um, 
which were good. I love those as a kid. I'm sure those are not any good anymore. They don't okay. hold up well. <laughs> uh, Scrooged is probably my favorite Christmas movie. Sure. Um, yeah, he's good. He's got some some big big movies on his resume. Yeah, yeah. He did the toy, a movie that was very funny at one point. I don't know how much that would hold up now, considering yeah. it's about a white man who buys a black man. <laughs> so I don't. Richard Pryor is very funny, but I can't imagine that movie holds up very well now. Um, but he did a movie that I very much like, and I don't know that anybody else likes, called Maverick. I love that movie in the 90s. Yep. Beth is making a face. Nope. Never seen it. Never <laughs> seen it? You've never seen Maverick? Uh-uh. You don't I like Westerns? I've never heard of it. Oh, not Mel much. Gibson, Jodie Foster. Yep. What's, the, what's, the, what's his dad's name? James Garner. James Garner. Uh, Alfred Molina. I mean, it's got a bunch of good people in it. All right, well, check it out sometime, Beth. If, well, you don't. You just said you don't like westerns. You eh, just said. it depends if there's a good like the story has to you know. Just it's like I didn't like you know I don't like certain things, but as long as the story can capture me. So it's like one of the only westerns that I can think of that is like an action comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's so. It's based obviously on a, an old TV show. Okay. He's like a gambler, Mel Gibson, but then he gets into trouble and he has to obviously get out of debt and it, you know hijinks ensue it's not like slapstick comedy like blazing mm-hmm. saddles or anything like that but it's great and i'm pretty excited tyler likes that movie <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think you sold beth though but uh, but i liked it that's <laughs> fine i mean beth will watch it like i don't know like 10 years like game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah i would say this is probably this is probably my favorite richard donner movie though mm-hmm. screen po- screenplay by chris columbus what else has chris columbus done anybody anybody uh sorcerer's stone sorcerer's stone Home Alone. Home, Home Alone. alone. Yeah. The uh, second up. one. The second second what? Second Home Alone? <laughs> no, no, the second <laughs> second Harry Potter, which is not oh. that good of a movie. <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Chamber. Did you just say you don't like that movie? Not very much. Really? Same. I mean those first two Harry Potter movies are the weakest by a mile. So, no doubt. No doubt. Um I mean they're fine. So I, I, f- I never watched them again. I find myself re-watching both of those often, though. Why? I don't know. More often than um, some of the later ones. It could be because they're just not as serious. True. Um, they're a little bit more lighthearted. Um, but I, I definitely find myself, for some reason, like sometimes when, when I throw them in, it'll be like one or two. I have no idea why. Hmm. They're not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. But, I feel like those are the ones I've seen the most because they're the oldest. Mm-hmm. So now I don't watch them because I've seen them the most. That makes sense. I mean, I definitely think Home Alone is better than both of those. (laughs) And I definitely probably watch that more often. Absolutely. And then produced by Steven Spielberg. Best best Steven Spielberg movie? Uh, I mean, it's up there. (laughs) It's In all seriousness, best movie that he's been involved with? One of the best? I mean, I'm a little biased just because I love it so much. But, yeah, I think so. And I think that little trio of Donner, uh, Chris Columbus, and and Steven Spielberg, that's that's some serious weight behind this movie and gives it a ton of credibility. I think some people might dismiss it as, oh, that was fun as a kid, but it's not that great. But a ton of talent who created it. And then I think, we, I know we'll get into performances later, but everybody's good in this movie. Have you ever heard somebody say they don't like The Goonies? I hope that person's in prison if they ever said it. (laughs) (laughs) So what about you, Beth? Ever hear anybody say that the Goonies sucks? No, of course not. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what a a younger, I mean, I wonder what like a 20-year-old thinks of the Goonies. 
if they were watching it for the first time now? Yeah. Oh. Mm. I'm always interested in that. Or even, or even. Okay, so your son is how old, Tyler? Six. Would you? Has he seen the Goonies? No. And in watching it the other day, uh, realized it's probably not quite time for him to watch it, just because they. I mean, they say shit three times in the first five minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. No boobs. No boobs, though. True. Right. I mean, he, beyond some language that isn't that bad, but nothing we really want him to be saying in kindergarten. Of course. Um, <laughs> I think it would be a fine movie. So yeah. I, I got news for you. He's probably heard that word, though. He said, <laughs> the other day he said somebody at school said the S word. We're like, oh. And he said, and he spelled shut up. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he can so. spell shut up at six? He's a pretty good speller. I'm a two-time spelling bee champion, by the way. Jesus oh. Christ. You know That's... that I can't spell for shit? I know that, yes. It's <laughs> terrible. Second grade, Van Horn Elementary School in Tucson, Arizona. Fuck you. I was not there anymore, right, by the way, Tyler? Right. It's torn down. Torn down. Um, they put me in like a – so they had two different groups of spellers. They had like the Blue Jays or whatever it was, and they had like the Crows. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, like the Crows are for the kids who can't spell very well. And they put me in that, and ever since, my, my confidence is shot. Aww. Like I'm a college graduate that cannot spell. It's all right. It's an overrated quality in this day and age. I mean, it kind of is now, right? But it's Thank terrifying. God for autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever typed something in so bad autocorrects like I got fucking nothing? <laughs> yeah, I've autocorrect won't find it, but if you go to Google, it, it, it'll 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 find your, your for word. sure. But like when I'm in a pinch and I'm like telling one of my employees something and I'm trying to type something up and they're like, "What the fuck are you trying to spell?" And then I got to make it seem like I'm just nervous. That's, that's when you just say, "It's not my job to do all your work for you. You've got to figure out what I'm trying to say on your own." But seriously, like every now and again, like Outlook will be, it pretty much just says, get fucked. I got nothing. I don't understand any of what you're trying to tell me. (laughs) And that's just, then I got to figure out a different word to use because, you know, anyways. All right. Movie came out in 85. We were all alive, but I don't think any of us saw this in the theater. I know I certainly didn't. Mm -hmm. Tyler? Nope. Beth? Didn't? No. Either of you guys go to the movies when you were that young? Beth? Not that I remember. I, I don't think, I don't. I don't remember the fir- like first age I actually went to the theater and saw a movie or what the first movie I saw in the theater was. I was going to ask you, do you remember what the first movie you, you saw, but no. you can't. Tyler? Yeah, I can't remember the first one. I think one of the earliest movie memories I had was seeing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but okay. I, I was probably eight when that came out, seven. I know I'd gone to the theater by that point, but sure. that's, that might be my earliest one, earliest memory. That's a, strong, that's a strong movie to see for the mm-hmm. first time in the theater. Yeah. I remember three movies vividly in the theater, like very young, and it was Home Alone. Um, it was Look Who's Talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and Batman Returns. Mm. I remember. I mean, we saw. I saw the original Batman, but I don't remember seeing it. But I remember seeing Batman Returns in the theater. You would have been ten by then. Yeah, something like that, ten or eleven. And yeah. then I vividly, like one of my, you know, I've mentioned it multiple times on the pod. Like one of my favorite moments ever in a theater is going to see Jurassic Park. In 93, so I would have been like 12. But that just left a you know a lasting impression on me. Mm-hmm. All right. 70% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics. Vastly underrated, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and then 91% audience. There it's not go. bad. Not bad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you blend those together, you probably got, what, 80? 81? It's not, not terrible. It's a solid B. Mm-hmm. All right. $19 million budget, $162 million gross. Seems like been, not. Seems like not enough. Released. 
Has it been re-released in the theater? Um, not that I can remember. Do you Probably ever remember not. seeing this in the theater? Like Probably not. It's got to be one of those because now, you know, they do, at least out by in you know the Southern California area, they'll, they'll release movies randomly, like for a weekend. True, yeah. You know, like every now and again, I'll see like Die Hard's out for a weekend or when, you know, when Gene Wilder passed away, they played a bunch of his movies. And like right now they're doing every weekend, they're doing like the original Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, like in four sequential weekends. So that happens, but I don't know that it had like a big like anniversary re-release or something like that. Okay. I mean, I'm all in if they do. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Beth, you'd go see it, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. All right. You guys just want to get in the categories? Do you have anything else you want to chit-chat about? I'm ready. What do you say? Yeah, Beth? let's do it. Let's do it. Most watchable scene. So have a handful here. Make sure you guys, if you have any, you know, you want to add to it, definitely do at the end. Um, I have the introduction to the Goonies. So all the way from when the Fratellis escape, right? So you have the great scene where they're in the prison, or I guess it's not a prison, it's just a jail. Um, But they use that as a great catalyst to actually show like the city and show each member of the Goonies and kind of like what they do when they're not together. So they're driving through the city trying to escape from the the police, the Fratellis. You see what Mouth is with his dad as a a, uh, plumber. Chunk is eating pizza and a milkshake in an arcade, which I've been to that arcade. Oh, nice. Um, do they show Mikey? I don't know why I'm spacing. Not till they get to the house, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, because they all end up there. Yeah, okay, stuff. so they don't show Mikey. They show Data, and he's, like, in a, a fucking alley. <laughs> they show, uh, what's her name? I can't think of. Uh, Andy. Andy. Andy, thank you. Andy, and as, a, as a cheerleader, they show, what the hell is uh, Martha Plimpton's name? Steph. I'm, I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Steph. And she's like, what, dumping her head into, a, like, was she bobbing for apples? I don't even remember. She's just, just cooling, cooling herself down, man. <laughs> cooling herself down. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think that's a great scene just because you get kind of an introduction to everybody and then you also see the city a little bit. Um, then you have Goonies meet the Fertellis. Is, out of the three Fertellis, who's the most scary? Mama. It's got to be yes. Mama, right? Mama. <laughs> I mean, Mama's scary, like, still today. Yeah. I have a little story real quick. So there's a a girl I went to high school or I went to all through elementary school, junior high and like lived near her. Okay. And her mom looks like mama, like still to this day because I see (laughs) photos on Facebook and me and my mom always used to call. It's so bad, but to this day too, because well, obviously I always associate mama for telly also with throw mama from the train. Sure. So like her nickname would be, we'd be like, Oh, did you see the like picture of throw mama? Like that's what we call her. Throw mama. You guys are awful. She looks just like her and it's frightening. That's cold blooded. That's cold blooded, man. Anne Ramsey seems like a lovely lady. <laughs> oh yeah, she's just a little rough around the edges. Yeah, she. H- how old do you think she was in this movie? Two hundred and seventy-six. <laughs> she died the year after it came out. Let me. Let me no, see. she couldn't. Yeah, she have. did. She did. Hundred percent. I looked it up. After Throw Mama her. from the Train is after this. She died in eighty-eight. Oh, so she died. Years. Yeah, eighty-eight okay. at age fifty-nine. So she Dude. was fifty-six when this was made. No, that she was fifty-six when it came out. When it came out, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she was like fifty-four. <laughs> Zero chance that lady's fifty-four. She looks two hundred and eighty. <laughs> and she plays this character amazing. She does. And as I get older, I appreciate her performance more because it's very subtle, and I mean, she's like the true villain to me. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, Anne Ramsey was 54? 
basically. As my man Damien says, it's not the years, it's the miles. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so when they meet them, you know, the great scene in the, in the, in the diner, is it a diner? Restaurant? I don't know what you would call it. A little restaurant, sure. All right. And I think that, you know, Feldman shines in this moment with, uh, <laughs> when he's trying, to, he's trying to do the Italian, he's trying to explain, like, what he wants. What does he want, Tyler? I want the Villa Scalapini. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. And she, they only serve tongue, though. <laughs> and what are they, he orders, uh, they order water. Yep. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's wet, isn't it? <laughs> um, and I know this is going to be Beth's favorite scene. So the wishing well scene, mm-hmm. I think, is is probably, you know, one to me, also one of the best scenes in the movie. And it's it's really just simply because of Mikey's speech mm-hmm. uh, for Telly's catch up to the Goonies in the cave. So the piano is, I think, probably the second best set piece of the whole movie. Agreed. With the exception of, obviously, one I Willie's ship. Um, then you have the water slide. Can't everybody, as they're watching this movie, remember, like, the joy of going down a fucking water slide when you're a kid? Oh, yeah. It's the greatest. I think a couple of them are, like, actually going down, like, twirling the whole time. Yeah. Maybe Bran, it might be. I can't remember. Going down but, fa- face first, hands mm-hmm. first. Yeah. They just look like they're having the best time. Mm-hmm. Right. But my so question... This, this, this movie is just all about pure joy, man. Little bits, little moments like that, and just everything throughout. <laughs> it's just the joy of being a kid. So I think that's why it has even more, even more than before. It became my favorite movie just because it's just makes you a kid again. So little Tyler would have been locked into being the Goonie. Oh God, yeah. What Goonie would you have been? I mean, Mikey's the greatest Goonie. He is the Goonie who keeps it all going. <clears throat> so he, you got to choose him, right? I mean, if, if yeah, I guess he's, he's the Goonie. Also, he's the Goonie of all Goonies, right? And he's the littlest guy, and that's me. You know, I identify with little guys. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so before we keep going, who has the best nickname out of the Goonies? Hmm. So Mikey, I guess you could say, is a nickname, I guess, right? Because you would think his name is Mike or Michael. So we'll just throw that in for argument's hmm. sake. You have Chunk, Mouth, and Data. Who has the best nickname? Go ahead, Beth. <laughs> They're all so good. Um, I'll probably say Chunk. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe not appropriate, but it's it's good, and it's he 20- owns it. It's 2019, not appropriate. <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> but it works for him. He owns, like yeah. you said, he owns it. Truffle yeah. Shuffle. I mean, he gets he gets a lot of shine for that. <laughs> He's on shirts still today. Right. T-shirts, yeah. pins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Tyler? I think I might go with Mouth, although Data is, is great. I mean, the others, Chunk, Mouth, you get it. Data is a little more inventive, a little more creative. <laughs> I mean... Maybe it's a little bit of stereotyping as an Asian kid who's good at math or whatever. You know, he's got these special <laughs> skills. I don't know, but I like that one because it's not as doesn't hit you over the head the way mouth and chunk do. You know, you got to think about it. What's data? You know, what does it mean? Can you understand anything that comes out of his mouth the whole movie? <laughs> I mean, we probably had to, and we were, even when we were younger, right? You can you can understand him a little bit. Can you? I, maybe okay. Maybe I'm just having a harder time as I get older. I can't understand shit that comes out of Kwan's mouth. <laughs> Like I have a better, I have a. I, it's easier for me to understand him in Temple of Doom. I haven't watched that one in a while. Like you're not, mi- t- you're not missing a lot. I love it. I've always loved that movie. Really? It's great. Yes, it's a fantastic movie. Okay, hold on, hold on, Beth. We're gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent right. real quick. Tyler, the the three. So don't just wipe out Indiana Jones four, right? Crystal Skull doesn't exist in my life. It does not exist, right? Rate them one through three, then. If you love Temple of Doom, rate them. I can love all three of them, even though even though I recognize that the second one is is not as good as the the other two in the trilogy. You can certainly love all three. I mean, you're you're the guy. You and I love lists. We yes. love ranks. So rank yes. them. Okay. 
For my favorite or the best? For your favorite. Three one two. And best to, you know, from the best it'd be one three two. So even though two comes up last in each of those lists, it's still a damn good movie. I'm so there's, there's some there's some ridiculous things that happen in that movie. They're just terribly, terribly ridiculous. I'm but, so excited to talk to you on Saturday, you and Rob, about Indiana Jones. Like, so excited. Because based on that take, I got some shit to say. <laughs> so we're just going to leave it there. But it, that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is by far, like, one of the scariest movies I saw as a child. Oh, fuck yeah. They were trying to rip people's hearts out, and they enslaved children. <laughs> that's, that's all. I, that's it. Right. Yeah. And there's alligators eating people. And monkey it's brains. Phenom- phenomenal movie. Monkey brains. Yep. What does he say? Dr. Jones, no funny business? <laughs> shame, shame. <laughs> this kid had the best back-to-back movie resume, whatever, movie run, possibly ever. Even though you're just, you're knocking Temple of Doom and we're way off track now. But Goonies t- and in, an, in an Indiana Jones movie? Yeah, for, for somebody who's like unknown and probably will never, never works again, it's pretty strong. Yeah. yeah, it's super strong. Sorry, Beth. It's all right. Still here. <laughs> all right. So, and then the last the last uh, scene I have is One-Eye Willie's ship, right? So when they see the ship for the first time, uh, it is, I think, it's just one of the best set pieces because they built a real ship. And supposedly they kept the kids away from the ship before that scene. So allegedly when they turn and look at the ship for the first time, that's actually their reaction, which I thought that's was cool. really cool. They also tried to give the ship away after filming and nobody took it. What? Tyler, are you taking the ship? Yes. Where are you I'm, putting I'm, it? I'm, it becomes my house. <laughs> <laughs> are you right? charging a mis- admission to see your house? Exactly, yeah. You have lifetime income from just tourists and visitors. You park it somewhere in Astoria. I'm in. Are yeah. you are you hiring Corey Feldman for like twenty seven dollars and a book of stamps to just come and hang out on the on there? <laughs> Might as well, yeah. Because I think it's you could do it. Got a lot of good stories to tell. Beth, are you <laughs> taking that bush? Are you taking that ship? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you got to take like at least some of it, right? A you have piece to like of it, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm taking this with me. I'm going home. All right. Um, so those are the those are my nominations for most watchable scene. So I'll just recap them real quick. Introduction of the Goonies. Goonies meet the Fratellis. Wishing well scene. Fratellis catch up to Goonies in the cave and One-Eyed Willie's ship. Beth, do you have any you want to add? Um, the only other one is where Mikey actually finds One-Eyed Willie and has like mm-hmm. a little conversation with him. That's one that I really, really love. Okay. That was, ad- that was ad-libbed, I think I read, that he um, ad- ad-libbed to some degree. He-, he didn't have, that wasn't fully scripted out. That was, that was Sean Astin, your boy, kind of oh. do- doing the damn thing. So good. Didn't Tyler? Didn't you try to say that he also ad libbed the 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 speech when he's talking to One Eyed Willie? Yeah. No, I thought I for some reason I thought you had mentioned at one point that he ad libbed the speech to the Wishing Well speech. Hmm. I think it, I had it backward. I'm pretty sure I read that he ad libbed what he did to. That makes sense. He, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. All right. So Beth, what's your favorite scene out of those? Um. Well, the wishing well, of course, but I have it listed here. Like you said, I have it listed as Mikey's speech. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that seems more than I think that seems more than that because yeah. mouth his little speech sets up uh, the speech mm-hmm. for Mikey because he gives his little speech. You know, I'm mm-hmm. taking this one back. This I is my that wish. I have in my quotes. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, what's your favorite? I think I'm going to go with the wishing well scene too. Um, it's just such a cool scene, you know, cool, cool setting. 
and there's a lot going on. And I think it really resonated. I'm, I'm imagining what I felt back then. I don't really truly remember, but watching it again and watching it over the years, I know that if, if you could put yourself in the shoes of the Goonies, whose neighborhood is being decimated basically by these country club assholes, um, <laughs> and, and, there, and Mikey says, you know, the next time we take a test in school, it'll be in some other town, and you know, you try to put yourself in their shoes, it's, that would be your entire world just destroyed. So I think that it's, it's really poignant uh, every time I watch it. So that one has uh, a lot going for it, and I think that's, that's the best scene, or at least for me, the most watchable scene. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that scene's super strong, I think, too. Uh, for me, for whatever reason, I think that my favorite scene's going to be when they catch up to the Goonies in the cave. You have the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the little bit of the hijinks when they're slipping on the on the pole. The pole. The, uh, what is it? I guess a piece of wood, a tree. I don't know what that is, a log. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the, the the idea of peril and the piano is, is, I thought, super appealing, especially when you're a kid. And then the water slide. I don't know why. That just, like you said, it always makes me really happy. Another scene that I really, really like, and I didn't put it in here because I don't think it's really long enough, is when the Fratellis are interrogating Chunk. <laughs> I think at that point, like Jeff Cohen at, what, 10 years old, his comedic yeah. timing is amazing for yeah. being a little little kid, you know? <laughs> All right, standout performance. So four people. So Sean Astin as Mikey, Josh Brolin as Brand, Corey Feldman as Mouth, and Jeff Cohen as Chunk. Before we say who we think, or if you guys have anybody else you want to add, who has had the better career, Sean Astin or Josh Brolin? Because by all accounts, those are the two biggest stars that came out of this movie. Tyler? Pardon me. (laughs) I I instantly go to Sean Astin because he's in, for me, the best movie trilogy of all time. Sure. And played such a central role in it. He has Rudy, which is a phenomenal movie, and he's, he's excellent in that movie as well. I, I'll, my answer to this question is is Mikey. Um, that was the question, right? Best performance, dude. Well, yeah, that was the that was the right. question, a uh, standout performance. But my question yeah. before we get to that is, who's had the better career between Josh Brolin and Sean Astin? Great. Um, yeah, so I think that my mind instantly goes to him. But then you think of what Josh Brolin has done since he, he kind of disappeared for, for for me at least. I didn't recognize him in anything for two decades. And since then, he's been in a ton of great shit. And I yep. didn't know until recently that he was Thanos in Avengers. So um, <laughs> that that gives him a nice little nudge. But uh, I'm, I'm still kind of inclined to say Sean Astin, which might be the wrong answer. What do you think, Beth? Yeah, Beth, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I love Sean, so I would be inclined <laughs> to say him, just like Tyler. But I think I would probably say Josh is more known and had much bigger roles and I think he's more, you can ask 100 people, you know, if you know who Josh Brolin is or if you know who Sean Astin is, more will say that, you know, Josh is the name that they recognize more. So let's just, so I would also say, I think, knee-jerk reaction, Sean Astin, right? But let's let's go through quickly their, their IMDb up to a certain point. So from Goonies all the way to 2007, Josh Brolin was in shit, just mm-hmm. absolute shit. But then you have Planet Terror, No Country for Old Men, Grindhouse, American Gangster, W, Milk, hmm. uh, Jonah Hex, which was a shit movie, but at least, I mean, he's carrying a superhero movie. Men in Black, uh, Gangster Squad, Sin City, Guardians of the Galaxy, Sicario, Avengers Age of Ultron, Hail Caesar, Sicario, Day of Soldado, Deadpool, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. And hasn't he been nominated for awards too, like for W? Or... He was nominated for an Academy Award for W, and I believe No Country for Old Men as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Which, Beth, I got to imagine you've never seen old, old uh, No Country for Old Men? I own it, and I've seen oh. it multiple times. Right. Shocker. Shit, man. <laughs> I love I'm that super, movie. I'm super, super surprised right now. <laughs> so and you have all of... just walking down the street, getting shot. And, yeah, I like <laughs> yeah I mean, he too. says, like, nothing that whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's just go through Sean Astin's real quick, which is considerably longer because he was in a shit ton of stuff. Um, so from The Goonies, after that, you essentially have... I mean, I'm scrolling through here. It's it's a bunch of shit until you get to Encino Man, Rudy. I mean, I'm <laughs> Courage Under Fire, which I didn't even remember he was in that movie. Uh, I mean, we keep going. He has stuff called Dish Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Lord of the Rings, obviously Fellowship, Two Towers. Uh, then you come up to Return of the King. After Return of the King, you don't have anything for a while. Fifty First Dates, Beth. The best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good movie. Click. Ugh. <laughs> Apparently, he was in 24 for a little bit. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, so it's no doubt that the person who's had the bigger career is Josh Brolin. Yeah. But True. I, but I think the person, honestly, and this is going to sound ridiculous, I think the person who's more recognizable as a person, though, is Sean Astin. Because Josh Brolin in all those movies is playing somebody that doesn't look like Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. In W, he's playing George W. Bush. In... Old country or no country for old men. He doesn't look like Josh Brolin. In Milk, he doesn't look like Josh Brolin. Obviously, Dead. in Avengers, he doesn't look like Josh Brolin. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool, he does a little bit. I mean, you can tell it's him, but I don't and know. I mean, I think Lord of the Rings is probably what makes Sean the most recognizable. I would yeah. think, yeah. Yeah. I I think that I don't know. He might still be more recognizable for Rudy, no? Rudy. Possibly, but I mean, worldwide. Nobody outside of America has seen Rudy, probably. So Yeah, that's probably true. My only thing is, like, Lord of the Rings is such an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's such a bitch in that movie. <laughs> okay, so Good for point. this movie, out of those four, or do you have an, a, a, you know, a write-in? Who gives the best performance, Beth? Oh, Sean. I know it's not just because he's the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's fantastic in this movie, especially right. at such a young age. Right. Tyler? Yeah, I think it's. I think this is the best overall, the best child acting performances collectively of any movie I've ever seen, um, and he is legitimately great in this movie. Maybe not great, but he's very good in this movie. Uh, so for me, he, he gets the nod. But you could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a wrong answer to say Chunk because, like you mentioned, his comedic timing is really impressive. So yeah, I think Josh Brolin too for being this is his first movie. I mean, obviously, he's a little older. He gives a, a pretty ridiculous performance for being his first movie. That's crazy. That's a crazy statement that you're saying this is the best child actor performance of all time. Not Ensemble. him singularly. Not, yeah, not him on his Ensemble. own. I think, yeah. Corey Feldman is great in this movie. Chunk, forget his name. Always will forget his name. Jeff Cohen. Yeah. So every, every, every young person in this movie delivers a very good performance. And if you have, like, The Sandlot, eight, nine kids in that movie – three or four of them aren't good, mm-hmm. even though they're on screen all the time. So you think of a movie that where kids are carrying it and kids are on the screen more than anybody else. Um, I can't think of one where kids collectively give a better performance than this. Stand By Me. Mm. That's a good point. They're, yeah. they're slightly older, right? And then obviously you have Feldman is in both. Feldman is amazing mm-hmm. in Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. River, uh, River Phoenix is amazing in Stand By Me. Will Wheaton... Uh, what the fuck, Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell? Yeah, I mean they're they're a little older, but they're not much older. 
That's a good point. And I yeah, think I, that, for me, that's always the standout. Like, they do so much in that movie. And that movie yeah. is so highly underrated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, Kiefer Sutherland is fantastic in that movie. John mm-hmm. Cusack is fantastic in that movie. But I would imagine they're probably 13, 14 in that movie, probably. Yeah, I would say so. River Phoenix especially, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think maybe O'Connell is probably the, the youngest. He appears to be the youngest, though. Yeah, but I mean, I, I can't argue with that. But, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll make an argument for, for the Goonies. For sure. And I think, again, they're, they're, asked to, they're asked to do completely different things. Right. The Goonies is about comedic timing mm-hmm. and being vulnerable, where Stand By Me is really, you know, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. I have the ages for Stand By Me. Uh, River Phoenix was 16. Will Wheaton was 14. Corey Feldman was 15. And did they not even list Jerry O'Connell? They so don't. That's, it's pretty much right after Goonies then because yeah. I, I, I got yeah, to imagine. Yeah, this was 86. Yeah. Yeah, because Feldman is, is like 13, 14 in this movie, I think. Right? Because isn't, yeah. oh, isn't um, Jeff Cohen as Chunk the youngest at like 10? 11, yeah. And Corey's mm-hmm. 14 in this. Yeah, so it was just a year before. Yeah, yeah so for me, I mean, I, I love Mikey in this movie. I think Sean Astin does a great job. But for me, I think Jeff Cohen is, gives the best performance because of his age and just the comedic timing. I can do mm-hmm. that. He's mm-hmm. going toe-to-toe with adult actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and his his yeah. best scenes. You're right. He's there. Yeah, with some good adult actors. Joe Pantoliano is great. Yeah, and Robert Davi and, and Joey Pants, and he's mm-hmm. he's right there with him. And I think he he holds his own as well. Yeah, and he's acting with fucking Sloth, who's given him nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, Mikey does have that standout that one scene that's just it gets you. Yep. And even again, the the the, I think something else that that really is is endearing to me in this movie is the relationship that him and Bran have because a lot of times in and I keep calling him Bran goddamn Game of Thrones Brand <laughs> with a D in a lot of movies the brother uh, relationship isn't always as loving as this is especially when there's an age group and they don't you don't have that in this movie like Bran yeah. is really looking out for Mikey and Mikey loves his older brother it's true worst performance I got nobody anybody Beth? No. No, mine's blank. <laughs> Tyler? I had a super crush on Andy growing up. I think that she might give the least good of the good performances of the kids, <laughs> but it's not a bad performance. She's not asked to do much, right? And it could be that she's being asked to play a cheerleader and, you know, 80s stereotype cheerleaders in almost all those cheerleader roles. So, But I don't think she comes across as ditzy, so that's why, that's why I would uh, hesitate to say she's bad in this movie. All right. The Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. I only have one person. It's Steve Anton as Troy. He's pretty <laughs> terrible. I wouldn't even say he's terrible. He's just like you dial up the quintessential like asshole yuppie from the 80s and you just dial it to like a 12, and that's what he's going for. <laughs> that's true. That scene where he's knocked off the toilet in the country club and he screams, <laughs> Daddy. Daddy and yeah. then Annie, Andy, you, Andy, you goony. goony. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. Um, but again, I don't think it's anything he's doing. He's probably just asked to do that. Beth, who? Uh, what movie did Steve Anton, Anton direct? Oh, Burlesque. And Burlesque is in your... It's probably it's not in my top 10. It's in my top 20, though, for sure. I love that movie. I've seen it over and over. Burlesque who? is in my top 20, said nobody ever. <laughs> hey, is Robin Anton his sister? That yeah. would make sense because yes. she's the pussycat doll. Oh, I never knew that. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Fun is fact. Tyler is frantically looking at his computer trying to find out what the fuck burlesque is. Yeah. 
It's it starred Christina Aguilera. You're not missing. And much. and share and I've I've seen Cher. this movie poster and Kristen Bell. Oh yeah, Kristen Bell. Oh okay. Yeah. It actually is Kristen Bell's and share. Isn't it Kristen Bell and Cher's movie? No, it's Christina and Cher. Okay. Kristen Bell just plays the bitch. Oh, it's aggressive. <laughs> Shocker. All right, so who did the most with the least? I only have one guy. I'm not going to butcher his last name. It's the guy who played Sloth. Joe Matusak or John Matusak? John right. Matusak. He's asked to do, I mean, that character is, you know, it is the, you think of Goonies, you think of Sloth. He's yeah. doing all that wearing a mask that apparently never worked and also, like, crushed the dude's neck <clears throat> and gave the guy, like, paralysis after being a professional football player. But he's, he's like, endearing as this giant, I don't even know what the hell he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Disfigured, like... How, first of all, how did he get like that? Mama Fratelli dropped him, man. Dropped him. Well, rock a baby. Yeah. So wait, that's well, what you guys think did all that? I mean... I know that's what, you know, she's singing it and he's he's like, Mama, you've been bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you think that's what happened? Like he got dropped and caused all that damage? He says, break, fall. He's touching his face. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Man, like, who, who knows at what age he, he was dropped on his head? Poor guy. Poor bastard. And he just got super strength. But he finds love and he finds a new home. If you're Chunk's parents and Chunk brings out this dude, <laughs> Tyler, little Indy comes out of a cave after being gone for days. <laughs> or I guess it's like a day, like an overnight, right? And comes out with this guy and he's like, you're coming home with us. You live with us now. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I have to have a little talk, I guess. But I mean. He's got super really, strength. Who are you talking he, to? <laughs> I guess he might lift me up like he lifts up the police officer, right? I, I have to bend to his will. This is Chunk or Sloth we're talking about. Yeah, Sloth is like, I live here now. <laughs> yeah, Sloth calls the shots, man. Yeah. Beth, are you okay with that? Oh, I would have to be, I guess. Are the 77 cats and six dogs okay with with Sloth? I feel like yeah, he's going to scare animals. Uh, I think he'd be gentle, though, and they would end up just curling up. He would be gentle, for sure. He's got He's like yeah. a gentle giant, but he's not, he, I mean, he's a, he's a little rough to look at. Yeah, initially, you know, they'd probably hiss, but you right. get used to him. Yeah, I don't know. Little Violet says, hey, Sloth is coming home to live with us. We might have to have a talk. Because <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> You're right, not so, going to be able to tell Little Violet no about anything. That's right. Now, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Um, what if Little Violet and Harry don't get along? Oh, I've asked you that before. You said they'll be fine. I mean, Harry's not going anywhere. <laughs> Harry is going to have to build a guest house for Violet. I'm not fucking. I'm not fucking Jon Snow. Hey, <laughs> Harry's not going nowhere. I might have to go live with Damien. <laughs> you guys have anybody else you want to add for who did the most of the least? I almost put Robert Davi as a uh, as Jake Fratelli because I, I enjoy him quite a bit when he's singing opera oh, and just kind of the 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 bigger than life personality he has in this movie. But I just I couldn't do it. You got to go sloth. Yeah, that's who I had to. You got to, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So then we have, does this still hold up? So this movie's made today. Can this be in it? So you have the special effects. It's a couple of rough special effects. There's, there's not a ton of special effects in this movie. A lot of it's practical. When they're looking through the doubloon and they're looking at the rocks, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, and then the bigger one for me is kids being outside. Yep. <laughs> like it is, it is jarring. <laughs> When you watch this, and you're like, this shit won't happen now. 
There's no phones, no technology then. Now you'd be able to see exactly where your kid is. They would call you. You'd be able to track them. You'd go, this shit ain't happening. There's no Mm -hmm. treasure hunting in in 2019. (laughs) Right. Yeah, the scene is the overhead uh, shot of them riding their bikes down this like one lane road, windy one one lane road in Astoria. Yeah, that shit. Parents don't allow their kids to go do that. No, man. Sadly. Beth, you want to have any? You have anything you want to add? No, that's literally what I have. I have kids going off on their own for outdoor activities. Like that just doesn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> uh, Tyler. And then these like criminals escaping from prison and just still staying in the same town, <laughs> and and not being caught. <laughs> it's a it's a rough it's a rough plan by the Fratellis. They they <laughs> appear they they aren't the uh, the criminal masterminds. Yeah. But it works, right? Nobody knows yeah, where they are. Does, I mean, Chunk yeah. literally calls the fucking police. <laughs> And the police are like, "Aren't you the dude who talked about the animal, the little, the little animals, you know, growing when you put water on them after midnight?" <laughs> like Chunk tries to tell them. That's that's a good point. I mean, they're no criminal masterminds. They're stupid. They go back to the house that mm-hmm. they've lived in after they break someone out of jail. But how terrible are the Astoria police? Like when they break them out, they shoot. You know, they they create this little line of fire around yeah. the parking lot, and they they just stop. Like, oh shit, they're gone. They're foiled. They they're right. <laughs> Is there only one entrance and exit from that that jail? And then yeah. they get on the beach and they're like, ah, hold on, we're going in four four by four, and we're just going to enter a four by four race. And then from there, you're just like, cool, they're gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dunzo. Keystone cops. Tyler, what's the what what holds up the least for you, or does it still work? Almost everything still works. So you can poke holes and things like that. And absolutely, you know that parents wouldn't be allowing their kids to do this. And uh, you know, the, the missing person's report would be filed and they'd find them instantly. So, okay. a, you know, a generation later, those things don't hold up. But, uh, yeah, I think that everything else in this movie is pretty pretty outstanding still. Okay. Uh, so, but what what's out of the – so out of the ones we talked about then, what holds up the least? Yeah, kids kids going out on their own, playing outside. Yeah, I got I to gotta say the same thing. But like you said, any movie, especially that was – for whatever reason, the 80s and the 90s movies really – it's a stark – like you, you watch it and there's no technology and you're like, wow, that's it, you really notice that. We're like movies in the seventies, the fashion is so different, kind of the vibe yeah. is different that you just almost understand that. Like you don't watch The Godfather and think like this wouldn't happen if there weren't cell if there were cell phones. Mm-hmm. True. You know, but you watch some of the stuff in the in the eighties, especially in the nineties, and you're like, there should be cell phones. Right. But there's not, and that's weird. Um, but I would say the same thing. Is the truffle shuffle the most memorable thing that happens in this film? <laughs> Tyler? <laughs> It probably is. I mean, if you ask any kid from our, you know, when we grew up in the 80s, everybody knows the truffle shuffle. But I think that maybe, hey, you guys, as Sloth slides down the sail of the of the big ship at the end, um, I think that might be as, you know, what is its most identifiable moment. Have you ever asked or performed the truffle shuffle, Tyler? I'm sure I did as, you know, we all watched it. My, you know, I had two brothers and we had neighborhood boys in our you know boys in our neighborhood and we all love this movie i'm sure that in fact one of them this is terrible this is like this is like my my uh, my version of best mama fertella story and there, there was a he wasn't even chubby he was just the chubbiest of six skinny kids and we made him do the truffle shuffle and, but it, it was like uh, he willingly did it so kids okay. are terrible all right have you yelled in an empty parking lot hey you guys or in like an empty like parking structure where you get that good echo. Oh yeah, 
You have to. You have to. I, I, do, I do it every week. Yeah, if, <laughs> if your group of people are in front of you a little bit or you're trying to catch up <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I'll meet you there, you got to yell that at some point. You do. Beth, have you ever done the truffle shuffle? <laughs> Never done the truffle <laughs> shuffle. Okay. But I have yelled, hey, you guys. For definitely. sure. You, you have to. Yeah. That's It's got to be, the, for me, It's it is the like most impactful moment in this movie. Like Beth said, it's on, it's on, I mean, shirts, stickers, Mm -hmm. everything still to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're what? We're almost 30 years past this movie. We're past 30 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's still, that's it. Have you ever done the truffle shuffle? I got to imagine I have. Yeah. Yeah. I for sure asked people to do the truffle shuffle. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) I mean, you you have to as a kid at some point. You don't know that's wrong. I don't even know right. if that's still wrong because you can ask anybody to do it. They don't have to be a, you know, like an overweight child. Yeah. True. Would you ask an overweight child to do the truffle shuffle now? God, no. But I, Tyler, thing like that... little Indy comes home with like a little, you know, overweight friend. No? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's good. That's good. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think I was going to answer differently? What kind of person do you think I am? I mean, that's questionable. Oh, okay. 1996, Tyler, sophomore year, Saguaro High School, Nike tennis hat, asks somebody to do the truffle shuffle. I don't think so. 100% <laughs> you and I are asking somebody to do the truffle shuffle. That's terrible. That is what it is. 96. One, what, one great thing about Mikey is in that moment <laughs> when, when uh, Mouth asks Chunk, tells him to do it, demands that he does the truffle shuffle, Mikey busts out and says, stop it, you know. So this is a great guy, this Mikey. He's standing up for for the kid who's being picked on, and just Mikey's just great, man. He's the, Sean Astin. He's great until he's yelling at him about breaking the fucking penis off the, the, the David <laughs> statue. That's, That's my mom's, mom's favorite, favorite piece. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be here if it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. You know what? Mouth might be my favorite person now. In this. Now that I'm thinking about it, he might be the best. His one-liners hold up still oh, yeah. and are amazing. Yeah. All I right. think as an adult, yeah, we can appreciate Mouth much Man. more. Poor Corey Feldman. It's just been a rough it was a rough end to his career. Yeah. I mean he's still he's alive. Still... I guess his career's not over, but it's been rough. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh so then we have this still holds up. So these things you could make today and put them in the movie and they're good. The humor, again, we've talked about all through the podcast. The humor's still great, holds up. I still laugh, makes me happy. Um, and then I think the the biggest part, and I think this is why the movie works, is the relationship between the Goonies. Like yeah. it isn't forced; it doesn't feel awkward. These are kids that are just like you said, Tyler. They're 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 led by Mikey. They all have individual personalities. They don't even seem to be like the same type of kid. Like why would they be friends? But it right. still works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys I, have. I go with I'll go with that. I go with you know the kids, just their uh, the bond that you see between all the kids. Like you said, they're all different. Um, and it just works so well. For sure. Beth? Um, yeah, the only other things I had, which we've already talked about, basically, but I put that Josh Brolin and Sean Astin, they still hold up today. Mm. All right. Yeah, agreed. Uh, for me, though, it's, it's the relationship between the kids. It's just, it yeah. still holds up. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, I know I sent it out a while ago. Did you guys watch the uh, deleted mm-hmm. scene? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God. I remember watching it on the TV broadcast as a kid, and I had no idea what to expect, of course. And it, it comes on, and I'm just blown away. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and there's this huge octopus, and and uh, it ruined the moment 
ruined the movie for me for a little bit and then luckily at some point we we owned the movie on vhs and you know i saw it in the way it was, god yeah. intended it to be shown so <laughs> it was a so for everybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, at the end of the movie, um, when they're interviewing the kids the after they're out of the cave, there's the reporters and they ask, I don't know if it's if they ask Data, they ask somebody about like what happened in there. And one of them mentions fighting a big octopus. And you're like, what the fuck? There's no octopus in that movie. I would have remembered. Yeah. Turns out there was an octopus in the movie. If you watch the deleted scenes, there's a terrible, when they are when they're come out of the slide, they're going to, to One-Eyed Willie's ship, there's an octopus in that little... I don't know, Lagoon, I guess. It is so bad that they you can actually see the kids moving <laughs> the tentacles themselves. And how do they stop it? By putting fucking Data's like audio recorder in the thing's mouth? <laughs> How's that work? How's that stopping a, an octopus? Uh, it's terrible. The, one of the best decisions in the history of cinema is them deleting that scene <laughs> from the final cut. I feel like that, that, scene, that scene stays in the movie. It single-handedly, it might ruin the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially that climactic, climactic like ending. Yeah, it's I agree. bad. Yep. All right. My second kind of question to that is: Is Cindy Lauper <laughs> a pivotal part of this movie? Like that song, "Goonies Are Good Enough." Is that a, like a? Do you think of Cindy Lauper and Goonies like hand in hand? Tyler. Yeah, I mean, not. Ha- I mean, she was great on her own. Um, but that that song just makes me so happy when it's coming on, at the start of the movie. Um, so yeah, they're they are interrelated. They are joined forever. Uh, but she she she's phenomenal in her own right. Beth. Yeah, I mean, I don't associate her like strictly with it, or it's not like one of the first things I think of. But yeah, of course, she's going to come to mind as part of, you know, mm-hmm. the right. movie. You guys watch that. You guys watched that video I sent you? I didn't. I, I, I couldn't bring myself to click it because Damien said it was so terrible. Or somebody, I think it was Rob. Damien, said, Rob. So, like, I'll never get eight minutes back. Those eight yeah. minutes back. Yeah. I didn't watch it either after you Rob's review. You guys fucking suck. <laughs> no. No. Dude, all the, like, 80s wrestlers, like Captain Lou Albano, like Roddy Roddy Piper, they're all in it somehow. I don't know why. Why? And they find the entrance to, like, One-Eyed Willie's treasure from moving... Uh, Captain Lou Albano, who is like an 80s wrestler, a, f- a portrait of his grandfather, and somehow there's like a secret entrance. <laughs> what? And they go in there, and then all the Goonies are in the cave. Like, the kids are in the in the trailer, or in the video. This is terrible. You gotta watch it. I sent it to you. I'm... Come on. <laughs> Alright. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? I only have one person, Francis Fratelli, who is Joey Pants in the movie. He's in it. He's better. Beth. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Even I mean, even Jake. But I know I think Robert Dobby's too good. But yeah, I think I think he could do Francis. Yeah, he works as Francis. But Joe Pant. I don't know Joey Pants is, but as a thing, that's what <laughs> yeah. people call him. But um, you're laughing every time I call him that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've never heard it, but I love it. Yeah, Joey Pants is like what people call him. Okay, well Joey Pants, he could play that role, but I think. Joey Pants, he's, he's, I don't think Gary Oldman can reach that level of bitchiness, that whininess that <laughs> Joey Pants does in this movie. And that's what makes him such a good character is he's just a little shit bird who, who uh, complains all the time. He's always trying to fight. I don't think Gary Oldman can do that. Just a little well. shit bird. Yeah. <laughs> Could Gary Oldman play Mama Fratelli? <laughs> <laughs> 
He could be as menacing as she. Well, maybe. I not. don't think he she, could. She's got the look to go with the demeanor. Fifty-four, man. My mind is literally blown. <laughs> yep. R.I.P. Ann Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, you know how I feel. Gary Oldman could be anybody. He could have been Mikey. He could have been Brand. Shh. I'm in. <laughs> could he have been Chester Copperpot? <laughs> just sitting there all <laughs> fucking wilted. Ooh, you know who he could have been? Troy's dad. I was just going to say uh, Troy's dad. <laughs> good thinking. Or Mikey's dad, even, in that one scene. Who is yeah. also in Free Willy? Really? Who is he? I don't know. I just know he's in it. It's on his IMDb. <laughs> okay. I got to imagine that dude probably lived in Astoria, and he's like, I'm in. I'm the only actor here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who has also passed away, so, you know, oh, sorry. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Mikey's dad. I don't know your name. I know you're the cur- curator. Was Keith he ca- Walker, was he- maybe? Curler? Does he call him the curler or something like that? Curator. Curator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mikey's <laughs> fucking up all his words. Yeah, he fucks up a lot of words. I can't remember what they all are. Tyler, what's your favorite booby trap that's laid in the caves? So you have the fol- falling boulders, firecrackers, pit of spikes, the bone organ, or the treasure scale? The pit of spikes is pretty, uh, pretty ingenious. They all are. Um... But I think you've got to go with, at least I will go with, the uh, the piano, you know, with the, the collapsing platform and, and the the bones they got to play. It's just fucking genius. Beth? Yeah, I agree. I think the bone, the bone organ. Bone organ, I, sorry. I love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say the bone organ or the treasure scale I thought was pretty, pretty cool. Because you don't, Beth, like, when they get, what were you going to say, Tyler? I was going to ask, Beth, if you could have the bone organ, like, above your couch in your living room is that something you would do <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> if you could any prop from if the you movie. could if you could have the bone organ as like a cat like house cat tree yeah oh yeah. jesus christ <laughs> just 78 cats in the fucking bone organ <laughs> the cats rule your house right 100 yeah. percent. like you guys they're like this is our house we allow you to be here yeah, absolutely. The dogs too, right? The dogs are allowed to be there by the cat. Yeah, like I'm like squeezed on the edge of the couch because they're sprawled out on <laughs> the entire the couch. Dude, you got to regulate. <laughs> I know. Are the dogs all just terrified of the cats? No, they punk the cats. They Zero chance that happens. 100%. I'll all, video it and show you. All I send you on like a like a weekly basis <laughs> are cats just destroying dogs because I think cats are just the epitome of evil and dogs are <laughs> just the best things ever gentle soul and cats are just constantly like a, a dog's just trying to squeeze in on the couch and a cat is just <laughs> blasting the dog in the face <laughs> and the cat just the dogs always just look so bummed and yeah. i just send it to beth like see these fucking things you like <laughs> tyler cats no. are the worst right no i don't have enough experience with cats to say that they're the worst <sighs> but i know without a doubt that dogs are the best you're such a diplomat no, I man, always. I, just, I don't have the knowledge, you know. I don't claim to know things like you do. You you have no insight on on cats. I've grown. I had, we had cats. My <laughs> my dad. You knew him. He had two cats, and they were the fucking worst, man. Right. They would like scratch me up all all for no reason. They freaking. Um, uh, they used to beat up Cheech. Cheech. Aww, Cheech. Cheech. Yeah, man. I always send uh, Damien videos of cats, like, because I know y- there's no convincing you, but like where cats are just cute and sweet and being so, and then he'll he'll comment back and be like, not pictured, like cat attacking and killing <laughs> face. I'm like, Jesus. Okay, Damien used to have a cat named Jabba, and when him <laughs> and his wife got divorced, she took the cat, and it was like the greatest day of his life. So don't <laughs> let him don't let him get this whole like oh. 
I f- I'm okay with cats. That motherfucker don't like cats either. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm saying. He talks shit back. Yeah. I try to like convince him that they're cute and sweet. No. And he just says, yeah. And then moments later, they attacked its face or something. The only thing <laughs> cute about cats are toe beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, the little the toe beans. That's it. <laughs> you know about the toe beans. Of course. Cute. Yeah. I for- Somebody once told me, and then they they sent me like nonstop memes of the toe beans, and it's the best. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, my personal favorite category, most memorable line. If God made it that way, y'all be pissing in your faces, <laughs> brand, which that line still makes me laugh every single time. Uh, hey, you guys, obviously sloth. Goonies never say die. Classic, right? That's on the fucking T-shirts and everything. And then my personal favorite is going to be when Chunk gets interrogated by the Fratellis and he has to tell them everything he did when he was a child. That's probably my favorite. Beth, what do you want to add to this? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I go to you first because I know you always have one million <laughs> yeah. best lines. <laughs> um, well, I already said it earlier, but when Mikey says that's my mom's favorite part about the penis statue, the penis. <laughs> um, Mama Fratelli says kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Andy says to Bran, sorry about your face. And he says, oh, don't worry. I was born with it. <laughs> Um, then we have the mouth at the wishing well, uh, when he says, this one right here was my dream, my wish, and it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Um, when, uh, Mikey sees, uh, Willie and he says, you know something, Willie, you're the first Goonie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when Steph, uh, tells mouth, your voice is kind of nice when your mouth isn't screwing it up. And then he tells her, your looks are kind of pretty when your face doesn't screw it up. FYI, they have a weird relationship in this movie. Kind of <laughs> yeah, creepy. Yeah, super weird. And then um, the Mikey speech would be the last one. I forgot. But still, don't you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, It'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. Okay, Tyler? You guys covered them all. Um, I think I have a preference for Chunk after uh, Mikey and Bran's mom comes home and and sees the statue and Chunk says, oh, shit, what? (laughs) (laughs) I think that might have been my first realization that shit was a bad word. Probably not my first realization, but I know that it just resonated. Because I had a brother who's four years older who cussed like a fucking asshole and um and uh and so i think that it was just so shocking i know i, I remember I, I just have the memory of being shocked right. by it and uh it's just it it's it's so good. okay it's hilarious so what's your favorite tyler yeah oh shit what that's, that's it. it beth yep. mikey speech mikey speech yeah gotta be all right mm-hmm. so my favorite is is uh chunk being interrogated <laughs> the 
Samwise Gamgee Award for biggest wet blanket. I got nobody. Nobody's like overbearing in this movie. I don't think. Isn't Brand though to an extent? Yeah. I mean, he he eventually goes along with it, but everything he, from the time that they that they introduce Brand to the time where the kids all ride the bikes and leave him tied to the chair, he's just a naysaying whiny punk. Yeah, I guess I, I so, guess I don't I don't picture him as a wet blanket per se because he has a, a job to do. Like he's the older brother, he, he's tasked mm-hmm. to do that. He's not the Good person point. who's just doing it for no reason. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. All right. So, Brand, you're a wet blanket. Sorry, Josh Brolin. <laughs> I know you care since your movie just made like $6 billion or whatever it was. <laughs> what do you wish there was more of in the movie? So I only have one thing, and I want to understand why Jake Fratelli was in jail. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost perfect the way it starts because they don't give you any of that backstory. So your, your imagination is obviously usually going to be better than whatever they're going to be able to create. But I still wish yeah. there was, you know, just a little bit more. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what do you say, Beth? Um, yeah, I had never thought of that um, before. You just said it. But, yeah, I think that that'd be a good good story to know. And they're also the worst, like you said, Tyler, worst police ever. And I think that is also he literally tells them or he, he's able to escape because he's hanging himself by a pole and actually gives a letter. Like, it, is it a worse <laughs> yeah. plan? Is, yeah. is the plan the worst or are the police the worst? Because they're right, they're right there. The police are the okay. worst mm-hmm. because a plan that bad should never be executed to perfection. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> and first, and the, the getaway car is parked in the fucking parking lot, <laughs> <laughs> or at least near enough the jailhouse that something should be uh, somebody should be tipped off to something. Fishy. So that's not a good plan. It's a terrible, terrible plan. plan. Please let it, let it, let it. Uh, succeed anyway okay so one of my la- the, one of the last categories or one of the last things we're going to talk about is whose movie is this so I have two people well actually I have two things written down I have Sloth and then I have the kids the Goonies themselves I tend to think that uh, initially obviously you're going to say it's the Goonies you think of the Goonies it's their movie but I really think this movie is like what you think about when you think of the Goonies is Sloth more than anybody else. I think it's actually Sloth or the Truffle Shuffle. Mm-hmm. But I really think it's Sloth. He's still on like so much of the advertising. He's on a lot of the t-shirts. He's on, you know, the posters still. He's on the DVD covers. I think it's him more than anything else. But what do you guys think? Tyler? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get that to an extent, but that's... We're talking the movie. And I... I you might be thinking of it differently. When I think of the movie, I think of just what's on the screen. Sure. Um, so he's more of like the pop culture around it or, or everything that has helped sustain this movie in, in people's minds. But for the movie itself, um, I, I go with Mikey just because he is the goonie that drives it. He's the one who initiates the plan and he's the one who keeps everybody going. And I think he gives the strongest performance. So for me, it's Mikey's movie. Beth? Um. Yeah, I had the kids. Um. And then I also had One-Eyed Willie because, I mean, uh, it's pretty mm. centered on on him. As I mean, obviously, people aren't going to think, you know, I don't know. I don't, maybe people wouldn't associate it with that, but I think it's a big part of it. Sure. No, I get that. I get that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't associate One-Eyed Willie with Goonies necessarily, yeah. meaning, like, I don't think of this movie and think of him. And maybe it's because he's not an actual character. There's no, like, mm-hmm. actual representation mm-hmm. of him. Um, 
But I can understand why why it would be Mikey or the Goonies in, as a whole. All right, so the last question, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. I was going to ask, doesn't One-Eyed Billy deserve to be up there for the best nickname category? Fuck, that's a for good sure. name. For sure, for sure. But he's just, I guess, you know, I guess he's the honorary original Goonie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. a great nickname. Something Willie, you're the first Goonie. Unfortunately, it has become a nickname for men's penises. <laughs> so it dampers my excitement for it a little bit, Tyler. Okay, understand. <laughs> I wish you had never said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You 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 run in different circles than I do. I mean, do. Beth under, Beth knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Willie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. I'm sorry, but do I just we, I just I can see that just I just kind of ruined a great childhood memory. It's not your favorite movie now. <laughs> That's right. It's like number four. Uh, um, Beth, do you have anything else you want to add, or are we good? No, I think we're good. All right. So the Goonies, underrated, overrated, or properly rated? So again, it's seventy percent by critics and ninety-one percent by audience. Beth, what do you think? I would definitely say properly rated when it comes to like the audience, the okay. 90, 91. I, it's like we talked about before it's still so relevant it's you go to target and you see a goonies t-shirt mm-hmm. you go to any convention and there's goonies stuff everywhere it's just it's still so relevant sure. today that i think 91 percent is a, a pretty good audience rating. T- tyler yeah i think you could certainly make the argument that it is properly rated at those scores um i would although when you factor in the critics scores I mean, that's low. 71%? 71% is still, like, again, and I don't, it's not the end-all be-all. It's just Rotten Tomatoes. It's just something that right. is, you know, we can quantify. Um, 71% would still be considered fresh. Like, it's still considered, you know, a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. I think 90% is is properly rated. But above above all that, this movie is still so ingrained in 2019 in pop culture. To Beth's True. point, they still have a ton of merchandise it's on TV all the time still. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bevan yeah. back there. Um, <laughs> I just woke up. Yeah. I made eye contact. Fucking cats. But yeah, I think that it's it's completely still properly rated because it's still a popular movie. And I think in 2019, mm-hmm. damn near 35 years later, that really that really speaks to, to how well it was made and the chemistry of the kids and the quality of writing. And it's also, we didn't really talk about it. It's like a perfect runtime. It's like an hour and 30 yeah. minutes. It never feels long. You can pick it up at any point of the movie. It's just a good watch. It is It is kind of the perfect movie for this format of the podcast where we rewatch a movie, we discuss it. It's perfect for that because we all re- want to rewatch it, and it's an easy rewatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and getting back to that scene you talked about, maybe being the most watchable one where they're introducing all the characters as the getaway, as the, as the car chase is happening. I mean, that's literally sets the tone it sets the pace for the entire movie it's that's from the very start yeah. something's happening and so it's just such a, a great setup and i think it, it carries through throughout there's always something happening so yeah perfect runtime awesome all right guys well this was fun i i enjoyed talking to both of you about this i know that you both care about this movie quite a bit so i'm glad you could both be on uh and happy birthday again tyler yeah thanks happy birthday. maybe you can join us in phoenix who knows I would like to. I'm going to try to make it happen. And I'm sorry I ruined One-Eyed Willie for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll do it again, okay? Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. 
Thanks to Tyler and Beth for being on. Uh, where's the Goonies at for you guys in your favorite movies? Is it one of your favorite 80s movies? Is it one of your favorite childhood movies? I'd love to hear uh, on any of our social media platforms, at The Morning Geekdom on Instagram, The Morning Geekdom on Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us at themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. We could always use those five-star reviews on iTunes. Also, give us a like, review, rate, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Don't forget to tell a friend, maybe a hundred of those friends, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman. this out.